Welcome to the Pixels and Ink Podcast, episode number 300, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Cole Watson, and joining me today for this monumentous occasion are our panel of experts, Jordan Bjorty. I know, it's been a while. We've been on a long sleep. We've been in the upside down. Yeah, for since like September. But It's great we, that we got out of there. We came, we came back stronger than ever. <laughs> and Alex Hansiuk. I didn't even realize we took a break. I've just been, you know, here every week waiting to record, so in the studio. <laughs> just been sitting in the... Just existing on Zencaster. <laughs> it's, it's been good. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back. Great. It's good. It's like it's like it's like that Kryptonian hypersleep thing, right? <laughs> we we died, but then we came back stronger than ever. Ew, comics. Strong enough and to beat well, we are comics gaming. There'll be none of that talk. Pixels and ink. Today it's just pixel talk. <laughs> Alright. But alas, while we were in cryosleep, something went down, boys. Metroid it Prime did. 4's development has been restarted under the series original developer retro studios my heart it aches well i mean i guess it aches uh to a certain degree as like you know it's gonna be longer until we actually get this thing now but yeah because originally metroid prime 4 was announced during e3 2017 during a really big showcase for them because uh they announced a ton of stuff that year yeah it was announcing a ton of stuff like uh, the new Yoshi game, I believe they hinted at a new Pokemon game, which would be Let's Go. And then did they hint they at should... Let's Go? I can't remember if they did. I I believe they did. I I remember hearing. Like, I think there was like I, whispers uh... that there was going to be Pokemon, but I think like, I mean, what I remember being like announced at least was like yeah, like Metroid, um, Bayonetta three, Yoshi. They showed like three seconds, like or like a picture of like Yoshi. Um, yeah. Yeah, 2017 th- had the, there was a video with um the the Pokemon head guy. He's just like, yeah, we're we're working on something for Switch, and then yeah, oh yeah, with all the plushies in the background. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was 2017. I think yeah, even so, uh, Damon X Machina got like an announcement at that E3 as well. Yeah, and I mean it was yeah, it just it was, didn't have a name. It was a good E3, right? Because the Switch came out what uh, March the year before, so you need to show that the consoles still got stuff going. And having yeah. Metroid Prime Four, even though it was just the logo flashing up, that was that was a big deal. Oof, especially I remember what happened uh, E3. I think it was 2015 when they showed uh, the that. Metroid Prime logo, and it was Federation Force, and people lost their minds yeah. in a bad way, not in a good way. Mm-hmm. No one was happy about that. <laughs> well, let's let's dive a little deeper into this. So, what happened is that senior managing executive officer of Nintendo, Shinya Takahashi, came up, uh, published a video on, I believe it was Nintendo UK to announce that this was happening, that they were scrapping Metroid Prime 4's development. Uh, And a quote that he said was, Although this is very regrettable, we must let you know that the current development progress has not reached the standards we seek in a sequel to the Metroid Prime series. Nintendo always strives for the highest quality in our games, and in our development phase, we challenge ourselves and confront whether the game is living up to that quality on a daily basis. You know, I think I might, I think I might call a tiny bit of BS on that one because I mean, Nintendo released Star Fox Zero, so mm. well, Metroid has <laughs> there, there is the Star Fox Zero, but Metroid just has like this terrible luck of always like either stopping development or canceling development. Well, you know, the the one thing is um, that I can st- like I think like we are all in agreement with and so is like pretty much everyone else about this is that it's 
you know, it's a good thing that they announced this the way that they did because, like, they haven't said a word about Metroid Prime Four, basic pretty much since it was announced, and the fact that it's like a game that um, isn't meeting their standards, like. They could have very easily just, you know, kept going with this and and released a subpar product as other companies are wont to do. Um, but you know, instead of doing that, they were like tr- very transparent about it. They came out and said, "Hey, look, this isn't going well. We're gonna we're gonna scrap everything we have. We're gonna give this back to Retro Studios." Because I think initially it was it was all being handled by Nintendo. No, it actually wasn't. No, who was it? Uh, uh, oh, that's right. Who was it? Uh, oh, Bandai, it's Namco. Bandai Namco Singapore. That was that's right. And that was the Star Wars thirteen thirteen devs that people were getting excited over. That that's maybe right. Is... I feel really bad for these devs, or maybe they're doing it to themselves. But like two games that people are like, hell yeah, we're really excited for this, and it's just like, yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, I'm sad that nothing oh. got shown of this one, unlike Star Wars thirteen thirteen, where at yeah. least we saw that demo. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess that's a, that's a, you know that's both a, a positive and a negative too, right? Like it is a bit of a double-edged sword because you know, like it's it's one of the it's one of the problems that happens a lot of time, I think, um, with with certain games, and it it, it kind of creates this this uh, you know this bubble of fan expectation. Like it's one of the things I know, um, particularly talking to other gamers about uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star because. I like I think that game's great. But whenever whenever you talk to people about it, like most people agree that it's the worst. And a lot of the time, like a lot of the reason uh, as to why they do is because when Nintendo initially showed off Sticker Star at E3, it was like something that resembled the original Paper Mario. And so when it released like being what it was, people were like, "Well, what do you what, what are you what are you doing? This isn't the thing you said it was going to be. Like, this isn't the thing that I got excited for." So, yeah. it's good that they didn't show anything, you know, because then it would have created this sense of hype and then once it got like if it got scrapped, you know, whatever retro put out after that is was going to be look, potentially looked upon with a negative light because people were already excited for a certain product that was yeah. never going to happen. I just think it's like unfortunate. Like I, I, I hope we see it sometime in the future, but I would, I, I don't expect to, right? Because I mean, they put in like probably say, a year and a half of work and everything. And it'd be cool to see their vision, which is obviously not the vision we're getting because Retro is starting this completely from the ground up, completely from scratch, with their own thing. Which you know, getting the yeah. guys who did the the other Metroid Prime games, it's. I mean, it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's strange that they didn't go to Retro in the beginning because they have yet to release a dud. No. I mean... Like, they they have the Metroid Prime trilogy under their belt, which are definitely, like, game game of the year, like, worthy games. And And I know that Prime won a lot of those when it came out. And then even the Donkey Kong games have, like, a great sense of quality to them. Oh, oh, yeah. They're so tough, too. It's like, yeah... They definitely have that that pedigree going on. Like Metroid Metroid Prime One is actually my favorite game of all time. Like that is how good it is. Like to me at least. Like it has such a high level of replayability that like it's just like nothing tops it for me. So yeah. to see like yeah to have Retro with their hands back on this project like we can only expect that it's going to be like something akin to that level 
because and and they're already like very familiar with all this stuff too right like they already have like a lot of the knowledge of building these you know metroid games under their belt yeah for sure and i think that a big part of why this was taken so well other than the fact that nintendo was you know very transparent about it a nice three-minute video saying hey this wasn't up to our standards we're we're not canceling it which we could have done we're 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 restarting and we're going to bring you the experience but i think a big reason why there hasn't been an outrage is that the switch is doing so well and there's so many things on it right now like if the switch was doing what how the wii u was right now and then you get the news that the metroid game is not coming that's it it would have been dead end game and then you know maybe nintendo stops doing consoles which they've sort of hinted at a bit that's a different story i guess but it, it, it's sad to see, especially because, like, when you look at their 2019 lineup, a lot of people were expecting that this would fill, like, that holiday slot, or yeah. that it would go, like, just over to 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, like, the lineup is what? We've got Yoshi, we've got Pokemon, so we still got, like, a lot of Animal great Crossing stuff. Too. Hey, don't forget Animal yeah. Crossing, too, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm, okay. you, you I'm more sorry. of a Harvest Moon than an animal i just crossing. love animal crossing it's just so <laughs> i also love animal crossing which but do, do you think that animal crossing if let's say they move it to the to the christmas thing or, or the holiday season is it as big as metroid is is, is it the impact i like, would say I, it's bigger i, know I would say bigger it. yeah yeah um i think i think because metroid metroid's gameplay mm-hmm. uh can be very um alienating like you know, mm-hmm. it's it it's 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 very it's a very big game a lot of the time. It's very like heavy on you know hitting a wall and going back and find that one little nook you didn't know was there. I know a lot of people who I tried to introduce Metroid to, and they were like they were turned off by it because yeah, they missed that one little like nook in the wall that they didn't realize they had to shoot at to uh, would lead them to a whole other area where they could find a, a weapon that would let them go through the door that they, you know, found, you know, three hours ago. <laughs> but Animal Crossing yeah. obviously is, is a lot more approachable. It's a lot more like, uh, it's easier to play. Plus, you know, it's got the mobile tie-in too, right? So a lot of people probably who never even played an Animal Crossing on a Nintendo console might have played it on their phone already. Yeah, there's that. And there's definitely just like the social aspect of like, seeing like the progress of everyone's towns and talking with your friends about hey look at what i've done to my house look at what i've collected Mm -hmm. over the time it has that great aspect to it that metroid prime could have if it had like a a great multiplayer component but Mm -hmm. that's not really the focus with the prime games it's creating that like isolated kind of experience Mm -hmm. that really brings well sorry two i mean two did have multiplayer and if i mean if we're being like if we're trying to be like you know uh, super accurate, like Prime Hunters on the DS, its whole shtick was, yeah. you know, uh, a, an online multiplayer with actual, like, varied different characters. Like, so, like, you know, it, it definitely tried its hand at it, and there's no reason why it couldn't have it. Like, Metroid really, like, really does have uh, more of a deep lore than I think people do fully realize. So it does. It, it definitely has that kind of potential to be those sort of things. Oh, it, it's, it's definitely got a deep lore. I, I I'm someone who's not really familiar with Metroid. I like I'm, I'm familiar in passing. I've I, I played the original just like on NES and sort of the, the SNES Classic and everything. And to get ready for this podcast, I watched the 
basically a summary of, of Metroid, and I have no idea what the hell they were Alex, saying. Alex, I could have told you what was going on. You didn't have oh, to watch a summary. You could try, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, it, it, it probably take you everything. eight weeks of like three hours. So it all starts on the planet uh, SR388. Oh, no, sorry. No, that's no, before. You lost it was, me. Uh... I'm sorry. No, too many numbers. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just excited to shoot something when it does come out. But, I mean, also, Metroid is something that hasn't really had anything in a while that's been... Uh, I guess I had the 3DS game, not, not Federation Force, the one before that, the the, the Metroid 2. No, it was a, uh, after that. Sorry. It was after that. Okay. Oh, so yeah, it, yeah, it had that. Yeah. That, that was well received. And I mean, you can play it mm-hmm. on the Switch. You, you can play the original Metroid on the Switch if you have the online subscription. But other than that, like like we're talking about Animal Crossing and how big it is, it's it's also everywhere, right? Like it's got the mobile one. It's got the it's it's got the you can play on your DS, you can play on your Wii, you can do it all that stuff. It's got like the consistent release. And Metroid's kind of had a bit of a break, at least for home console people. It's true, yeah. I mean, I think the and 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't even go so far to say that even like Samus Returns was like a big release, right? Like in terms of like like the sort of the the scope of metroid games like uh i I might argue that other m on the wii was probably the last like big uh metroid game oh yeah yeah because it was its own thing it was really like it was really like uh like i mean it wasn't a great game but that's a whole other podcast um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like you know it was it was a genuinely sort of like new type of vision right that kind of like semi 3d but still very explorative you know combining the 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 first person with third person actually sh- like showing samus doing like physical takedowns and stuff like, like it was you know for what it was actually doing it, it plus the idea that it, it even tried to tell like a story that actually had like cutscenes and gave samus a voice like it was act, it was fairly ambitious for what it was like you know Samus Returns is just a remake of Metroid 2 it's a Game Boy game like yeah yeah it also yeah. apparently it, only sold like 500,000 copies so from money wise it didn't but i but i do remember when it came out that the reviews were good of it like just for, from that perspective. oh yeah no it was it was a it was a great thing to see like another like a, a traditional metroid game but it wasn't like a big thing right yeah it kind of came out like with a bit of a hush well, yeah, and it, it came out at a time when Nintendo was kind of at a low point with the Wii U and everything, and the, uh-huh. the 3DS had been out for a while, and while everyone had one, it wasn't an exciting thing, so. But we're not talking about that game, we're talking about Metroid Prime 4. Yes. Now, <laughs> I think I think there's something that I, um, that bugs me a little bit about uh, Metroid Prime 4, at least in terms of, like, you know, the sort of the announcement and then, like, the, the cancellation, or not the cancellation, sorry, like, the, the sort of, like, the, the stop and restart. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's this thing like where you know what you see it's it's so common nowadays um, with like when you see like E three or like you know just like different little convention like gaming conventions or even like award ceremonies where people it, it seems to me like that companies are so desperate to have an announcement that they don't even have something ready before they announce it and. I guess it bugs me a little bit more because Nintendo, for the most part, like the whole time for the for the past probably like I want to say like five E threes, Nintendo has been so good about that because where you get like you know certain other like publishers who will do that and just you know here's here's a here's a five second title a landscape shot and then you know the Elder Scrolls oh let's all get excited for a game we don't even know what it is yet. 
Yeah. But like Nintendo has been so good at not doing that. Like every for the past like I I, I want to say five years, maybe more. They've always shown up to E3 with games to show. Mm-hmm. And, like, with the exception of a few, like, surprise announcements, they really, like, they really haven't bought into that idea of just, you know, here's an image of a title and now you're excited. Yeah, so it- I guess it annoys me a little bit that, yeah, like, they did this, they sort of did this with Metroid and even with Bayonetta. Like, we haven't heard a single word about Bayonetta 3. So, like, yeah. who knows where it is in development? And then you know, so to have to to have seemingly like nothing, or nothing at least to show people, and now you're restarting it. Like it just it annoys me like that it's a part of the culture that I think Nintendo bought into a little bit. Yeah, because they even did that with Smash when what was it Splatoon's DLC was announced, and then at the end they yeah. teased it with yeah. So they're definitely feeding into that more and more. Um, I'd like for them to go back to their previous cells because I think that's charming about Nintendo is that they do go against the norm. So to see them, yeah, adopt that kind of culture is is something that that really is starting to bite them in the ass. I think, especially with Bayo, like you're saying, where we don't know what where that development cycle is now too. Um, yeah. and and then there's like Yoshi, where Yoshi has had. Like, very few updates, but we're still all expecting that for 2019, too. Yeah, but at least, at least, I want to, like, at least Yoshi did have some, like, you know, even, even when they, even when they first kind of announced it, they had, like, a few, like, a couple seconds of gameplay and some, and some screenshots. Like, it, it, you know, it could have just very well been, like, tech demo footage, but, like, at least it was something, right? And, you know, and, and not to knock on Nintendo too much because, yeah, like, like the surprise reveal of Animal Crossing after the Isabel thing, like, like, yeah. you know, once in a while, it's OK, right? Because, you know, they already they had brought so much to show at that, like, Smash Nintendo Direct. And they're usually mm-hmm. so good about, like, doing those directs, like, every, like, you know, couple of months and keeping, uh, like, their fan base abreast with what's going on. But just to like you know for something like that where like this it had like nothing and then you know and and not only not only that it's like at, at the very least like I'm willing to forgive like the surprise reveal of Smash and the surprise reveal of Animal Crossing because they had relatively short release dates like they showed us actual stuff for Smash Bros what like a couple months after they announced it yeah and for Prime, and same thing we even didn't with even get a piece of concept art. Yeah, no. like even with Animal Crossing, like Animal Crossing got announced with after the Isabel reveal, and it has a 2019 release date. So we're gonna have to see something for it soon. I mean, yeah, and even Nintendo. during that Smash announcement for Isabel, it was basically like showcasing like what the game could look like in engine now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we didn't actually see any gameplay or anything, but I, but I think that obviously Nintendo didn't plan for you know this to happen and to have to start all over again. But I think that the way that they handled it and the way that they did that three minute video, I think that. It was a very charming way to do it and a very Nintendo way to sort of deal with that, which I don't know if an, an Xbox or Sony would have done it like that. But um, I mean, it's probably not going to see Metroid. We're definitely not seeing it this year. I don't think we'll see it next year. No, so it's, 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 it's going to be at least. Game. If You know what? If they even get it out like at the end of 2020, that would be like a genuine surprise. Yeah, I'm not sure how long the development cycle are on these the, the Metroid Prime games, but I mean there, there's even more pressure on them now because they've 
they've restarted it, so they really have to nail it. It would. It really, really have to depend on what like assets and stuff they already have like available to them to use. But I mean, like, like we, like I said, like they already have you know a ton of experience with these games, probably a ton of experience working with Nintendo. So I'm sure even just like getting access to you know like the technology that they need will be pretty seamless. Um, I'm just hoping that they don't shoehorn this in to make it like. Like, everyone's expecting a Switch revision or upgrade down the line. I'm hoping that we don't see, like, another Xenoblade Chronicles 3DS thing where it's exclusive to that revision, where it's that powerful that it can't run properly on just um, no, I don't, first-gen I, Switches. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Well, I mean, granted, they also... I, uh, I don't know if, you know, when you say first-gen Switches, like... Um, like, second-gen Switches are on the horizon, and I'm pretty sure Nintendo already said that that's not happening uh there's there, there's rumors know. that it's happening <laughs> they, they, they i don't know i i read i read something that the, uh... has been like yeah we have nothing to announce at the moment but the, the there is some serious uh i'd say clout to the fact that they might do in like a, like a better version like th- think think what they're doing with the 3ds but like same thing with the switch like just get a nicer one or slightly better or slightly cheaper one there does seem to be something coming in that direction well, or, I mean, in in the like the biggest thing they they could address with just a quick revision, like for this summer, if it really comes to fruition, is yeah. they need to change the dock because it's atrocious. The way it handles battery life, the way it can handle, uh, the way it can actually brick switches by putting certain things in it. Like if you plug in even like an Ethernet adapter, that's just going to constantly overheat your switch because it's constantly uh, put onto the put onto the internet now. So. They really need to figure out like how to adjust the dock mm-hmm. to really, and, yeah. yeah. And we're also living in, in in a in a reality where half consoles and step consoles are a real thing. At least you know Sony and Microsoft have made that a real thing with with, with the uh, with the PS4 Pro and the One X and everything. So I could see Nintendo doing that. I could also see Nintendo not doing it, right? Because they're always sort of doing their own thing. But yeah, like I think if the summer one comes out, it's it's a change the do- change the dock. I think maybe like an adjustment to the Joy-Cons or even like the plastic that the uh Switch is actually encased in because that also has uh, a thing of cracking. But yeah. uh I don't think like we get like a hardware upgrade until like 2020. Okay. Yeah, hard- yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I I but but Frank but personally I don't I don't think it would be like I don't think it, even if they did do a, hard, a proper like hardware um, upgrade that it would be like the kind of case where uh, a game like Metroid Prime Four or even any of the games that have already been made on uh, on this on the Switch like will be exclusive to that hardware, right? Like, yeah, I don't want that to happen. That yeah, was for my sure. Thing. It's that's not really a Nintendo move. I mean, they they did on 3DS, but they did it after like you know seven years on 3DS. It's not like and, something that they're and like, I mean, let's, hey, let's do it. Let's let's be honest. There there are literally like two games that that the new 3ds that was that needed like to play. Also, I'm gonna put this out here. Xenoblade's not as popular as Metroid. That's more of a niche no, game. If not you even really close. love Xenoblade, you're gonna buy that console to play it on. So mm-hmm. I, I I get I do get the feeling that that Metroid will will probably come out before a hardware upgrade. Yeah. Well. Like a true because I mean you like all what. Heard what it I mean, what's Nintendo going to do? They're not going to—they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot like that, you know, with with how well the Switch is doing and release a hardware upgrade, like a new system to purchase, like 
two years after their like monumental success has, you know has been off the ground they're gonna wait a little bit they have it just be that's basically what sony did like the playstation 4 did really well and they're like bam let's do it yeah and then and how many people bought playstation pros probably not as many as they were expecting like everyone was gonna go drop another 500 dollars on a new system and get a 4k tv yeah definitely not off the bat it was after everyone's first gen ps4 turned into jet engines yeah <laughs> so planned calling it yeah but uh, th- there've also been i mean metroid's not really the only game that's been sort of rebooted or have gone through this thing there there've been other games that have gone through sort of a similar development cycle yeah like resident evil 4 i think is like the prime example for that where that there is literally like four scrapped versions of that game that we didn't see and one became a spin-off and got three games called Devil May Cry before Resident Evil 4 was even released. That's the story of Devil May Cry? Really? Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Devil May Cry. Originally, Dante was supposed to be, like, I believe, Leon? the son of the president of Umbrella. Hmm. Holy crap. Who, Wesker? No, Dante. Just, no, I mean, so Dante was supposed to be the son of Wesker? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, that was playing all the crazy powers. Like, yeah. And then they literally just took that version because they wanted a more action-oriented Resident Evil. But it's I thought they already made that. It was called Onimusha. Okay, that too. That's that's really cool. <laughs> so there you go. So yeah, like I, I wonder if the Bandai, as much as it's not going to be used for mainline Metroid, I wonder if the stuff that they did, whether they're going to scrap it completely or whether they're going to save it for something else, like do a spin-off series, like a Federation Force, or you know something that is not mainline Metroid. Yeah, I'd like them to hopefully create a game. Because, like, Bandai Namco Singapore has... I don't know, like, what their track record is, but just the fact that those are the Star Star Wars 13.13 devs, I want to see something come out of them eventually. Mm -hmm. But you can't blame that on them, really. That was more an EA move to cancel it, to work on that other game that they decided to cancel anyway. I don't know. Mm. It's either a string of bad luck or uh, something like that. But, uh, I mean, on the other side, like, the, the visceral Star Wars game was announced a while ago and then amy hennig left the project but then it was brought back to i think it was ea vancouver yeah and then it canceled again so that's the thing where it's like okay we're rebooting the game we're sort of changing it up and then a few months pass and we're like you know we're just we're, we're, we're just gonna let this die thing which i mean i guess it's possible for prime 2 i don't know because it's a nintendo thing I, they, they they don't have a, a track record doing that but it it is another way it could go no, not probably not not with Nintendo. Nintendo wouldn't pull that stuff. I think Nintendo, at the very least, like Nintendo has such has such a pedigree, especially with their like fan base, that like they just I think out of just like general principle, they wouldn't just be like, "Hey guys, sorry, Metroid's not happening." Womp womp. <laughs> with those exact sound effects. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. It's gonna be a, a thirteen second video that's, of. That's gonna be Reggie. Whomp, whoever whomp. the president of Nintendo is right now. Yeah, womp womp. My Check out Federation whomp, Force whomp. 2. Coming coming to your phone. <laughs> okay, oh, that would so not go over well. We're nearing the end of our time here today. So I think we should just go around. What do we want to see from Metroid Prime 4 when it finally arrives? Jordan, let's start with you. Honestly, I would be I would be more than happy to see something that was a, a more of a return to form to like the original Metroid Prime. Like I really part of the reason why I love Metroid Prime like the first one so much um is really because it just feels like 
like the most updated version, like a first person shooter version of Super Metroid. Like it's it's almost like a near perfect translation. Um I like the idea of like that like what uh Metroid Prime 3 did of going to other planets. Uh if I could have my dream Metroid game, it would be something like like Mass Effect, like where you just have this massive open universe that you could go to and check out and explore other worlds and solve problems. Cause I mean Samus is a bounty hunter you know of the highest honor so she'll just solve any problem like but if if what i would settle for the most is just like a just a solid metroid prime one like game you know just capture that 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 sense of isolation give us like you know the different like uh you know different beams that we could switch between that you know are useful like useful for combat and solving other problems and just you know make a game that feels like 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 the feels like Super Metroid isn't like a copy of Super Metroid, but feels enough like Super Metroid. Alex, how about you? Uh, I Boba Fett. I want, <laughs> I want. Is that is that what that was? Yeah, I didn't get it loud enough, but the quote was Boba Fett. Where? And then, uh, yeah, uh. I mean, so from what I can tell from Metroid is it's a bounty hunter, and it's an awesome bounty hunter, and I really need to play more games uh, in, in the Metroid series. But also, man, that video confused me so much. I don't know how you do it, Jordan. But, she's not uh, the bounty hunter, but she's not. Like, she doesn't just go around... See, see, see that like, sentence? See that sentence? That's, that's all okay. I need to know. Because and, she, 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 does, she does jobs for, like, money, but she only does, like like good jobs for me like she helps people she doesn't just right, they, right. she wouldn't just accept a job to go like you know murder a bunch of people for no reason because she is a bounty hunter like she only does things that like solve people's problems or like right, right. you know so, interplanetary Bo- threats Boba Fett. Boba Fett. so uh, yeah, she's I, not I, I, boba fett i want to see star wars 1313 reskinned uh, with metroid uh that's what, <laughs> that's what i want no but, I, but seriously i'm just sort of really new to the universe and i just want to I prefer that they don't go the multiplayer route because I don't think that's Nintendo's strength. I want to see a nice single player. I want to see it isolated. I want to see some some cool action and, and, and bounty hunter. I would love to see that as an element of it, like make it a separate mode. But like a strong story would definitely be would be like the the main attraction. I don't want any story. Cole, what do you want? <laughs> uh, so what I want, I, I guess, is that I, I've been very selective with which Metroids I play just because of the ones I've acquired over my childhood. So I played like prime one. Uh, and then I've played uh, zero mission uh, fusions, super Metroid. And what I would really like to see with four is like, especially with, with fusions being my favorite, I would love to see like a first person, like horror experience um, mm-hmm. with Metroid, just amping up that level of isolation one step further mm-hmm. and really elaborating on that, I think would be, not just refreshing, but really inviting for me as a player. Because I just yeah, definitely, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, Metroid, Metroid always has, and Metroid always has had like some element of horror to it in some degree. Like even you know, Super Metroid had like the haunted, uh, like crashed ship that you find. Like um, Super Metroid kind of had a similar like area too, but just like the whole like atmosphere of it was very you know big and daunting and and kind of scary. Um, so yeah, no, like something that was actually a lot more focused that way, where something's actually like like tr- hunting you and tracking you down, that would definitely yeah. be really cool. Well, I think that's all of our thoughts for today's topic. So let's get into our little wrap up here. Thanks for listening. 
And if you like what you hear or want to know more about the things we talked about, visit us at cgmagonline.com. Like and subscribe to our podcast on Buns Podcast Network, iTunes, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can follow us on Facebook, CG Magazine, Instagram at CG Mag Online, or Twitter at CG Mag Online. Jordan, what's your Twitter? At Ninja Jordan underscore. Alex? At Alex Hansiuk. And I'm at Kaiser underscore Watson. You can catch past episodes of Pixels and Ink on YouTube, so subscribe to our channel. Thanks again to the pod, to the Buns Podcast Network and Comic Bento for sponsoring our podcast. From everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great weekend, guys.